You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. If you have your Bibles with you, turn it to Psalm 145, and we'll look at verse 1 to verse 21. This is going to be very powerful because I'm using a new Bible that I just got this morning. Right? This is anointed. I could smell. Wow, shut up. Oh, better than the iPad or the ebook version. Okay? So uh, you can erase all your apps and get a real Bible. Okay? So this is a real Bible. Okay? And I could feel the power. Okay? And this bago. Grabe. Ang tagal ko nang walang bagong Bible. Okay? So, but you know, my encouragement is you go and buy a very expensive Bible. Don't get from the free the hotel. It's not free. It's stealing, actually. No, but if you could buy an expensive Bible out there because you need to read it. No, it's cheap lang kasi 200, 300. Uh, you don't read it. But if you buy a 1,000, 2,000 peso Bible, you know you're gonna read it, right? Because it's 2,000 pesos. All right, and the English is better for the 2,000 pesos than the 300 pesos. All right. So, okay. So. Where am I? Uh, Psalm 145. Let me read verse 1 to verse 3. And then we'll jump off. Lord, I thank you, God. Lord, I, it says in verse 1, I will extol you, my God and my King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and His greatness is unsearchable. You know, when you think about the greatness of God, and we'll be looking at the greatness of God, right? If you see the greatness of God, you start to think of places where you are in awe. Like maybe the Taj Mahal. Sino nakapunta na sa Taj Mahal? Right? Never been there. It's so mahal. Okay? Uh, but I googled it. And Google palang, you know, you're amazed already with the HD picture. Imagine if you're there. Okay? Who's been to Taj Mahal? You've seen Taj Mahal. Okay, a few people. Okay. Now, or maybe you've been to uh, Brazil in Rio. Okay. Nice place. Grabe. I saw this in Rio 1 and 2. Okay, it's really nice. Okay. There's mga, yung mga birds doon, ibang klase talaga, no? And uh, it really, uh, sorry, I'm keynote. I'm teaching my kids how to do keynotes. So we have animations today, right? But of course, it's Chinese New Year. Who would? The Great Wall of China, right? There's a movie coming out with an American. Okay, so I don't know why. Okay, but it's the Great Wall of China with, sino ba yan? Si Matt Damon ba? Intende, no? <laughs> dapat si Jackie Chan yun eh. Uh, hindi dapat si... Ewan ko ba siya, no? But uh, again, uh, it's, it's an exciting... Uh, y- y- you look at this, grabe. But these are man-made. Most of them are man-made. Wow, parang galing. Yung, yung creativity ng tao. And it's God who gave them that creativity. Right? But you see, when God creates something out of nothing, something so beautiful out of nothing, you would know there is a great God. And there's so many wonders in the world. Uh, I'll give you one more. And you look at this and you say, it's my wife. Right? You know there is a great God. And when my wife said yes to me, you know that there is really a great God. Okay? Who loves you, who cares for you, and who blinds the eyes of men so that they can marry you. Okay? So, right? It's the greatness of God. You just see, wow, even our body, how it was created. You know somebody thought about this. There is a great God. 
And that's why our preaching for today is not to, not to debate whether God is great or not. In fact, I cannot debate it because the evidences are, are already astounding. Okay, look at the person beside you. Say, you are an evidence. Okay? <laughs> okay. Of man's sinfulness. No, okay, no. Of God's greatness. Okay? Uh, A.W. Tozer said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. That's why we are studying knowing God. Because once you know who God is, you, you're going to live your life based on the God that you worship. If you're here today and you don't believe in a God, or you're checking out who God is, and maybe you're an atheist, or maybe you're an agnostic, and you think we happen through Big Bang, that you are a product of an accident, then your life will be an accident. Because that is your knowledge of how you were created. If you think you came from monkeys, okay, right? You know, the decisions you'll make now wouldn't really matter. Why? We're monkeys. But if you know there is a God who is gracious, who is good, who is generous, who is all-powerful, and now we're saying God is great, then how I live my life would be different. How I would pray would be different. How I step out in faith and make decisions would be different. Because of my understanding of who God is. A right theology of God, a right understanding of God, would make me live out my life in a way that would reflect my faith in this God. Whoever your God is. And for some who don't have God, I don't know what they live their life for. There will be no meaning. What we think about God would be the most important thing to us. When we say God is a great God, it's a statement that we're making. It's like saying, how can I put the ocean in a bucket? You can't. Chickens, you can put in a bucket. Okay? But the ocean in a bucket, you cannot. It's, it's like trying to explain God. And the day somebody is able to explain 100% who God is, then that person becomes God. Because you can never fully explain God. With all the Bible scholars and all the scholarly works that try to explain Trinity, nobody can actually explain the Trinity or the triune God. That's the mysteries of God. To be able to explain the supernatural things that happen, healings that happen, are sometimes even beyond science. That you know there is a God and there is an intelligent designer doing all the things that we see, the miracles we see every day. And what did David do? He wrote a song about the greatness of God. And he starts off by telling us how to respond to this great God. He says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And His greatness is what? Unsearchable. No one can fathom the greatness of God. In short, if I understand that my God is great, I've experienced the greatness of God, my only response is what? Grab Lord. You fall down on your knees. You are in awe. You cannot explain. Sometimes we think when we Google God, we get to know who God is, right? One of the most famous authors today was a, a, an investigative journalist, Lee Strobel. He made a project to 
prove that God does not exist. And on his research, he met God and became one of the largest proponent that there is a God. And he, made, and he wrote a book, The Case for Christ. This guy was out to disprove God, but the more he researched about God, the more he, wow, there is a God. It takes more faith for me to think there is no God than to believe that there is a God. His greatness is unsearchable. No one can understand. That's why I will not explain to you. All I can say is God is great. All I do is I get amazed by the greatness of God. I read God's Not Dead, the book of Pastor Rice. At the end of the day, now for some chapter 2 pa lang, your nose is bleeding already. Why? Because at the end of the day, you want to close it and just worship God. There is a God. Psalms 19 verse 1, it says, The heavens display, proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to uh, pour forth speech. Or they speak night after night. They make Him known. If there is a universal language in the world that tells us of God's greatness, it's nature. That there is a God. We have no excuse To say that there is no God. Just the intelligent design of God. Mountains and then valleys, volcanoes. Who could have made this? It could not be just a mixture of elements. And then boom, bang! Taal volcano. There's no way. Please, don't debate with me that this is just all a product of a bang. Because you are refuting, as according to my daughter, the second law of thermodynamics. Okay? That's why up until now, you're saying it's a theory because it's a theory. It's not the truth. And many people have lived their life on a theory. While Christians live their life on a truth that there is a creator. There is this great God. You research about the greatness of God. How? You Google the universe. This is a picture of Milky Way. Earth is somewhere... According to ways here, okay? we're a speck in the Milky Way. Okay? Okay. It is, we're so small. Imagine, Earth. I'm not talking about Great Wall. You know, I'm not talking Banawi Rice Terraces or Vimal. No. Or your mansion. We're a speck in the Milky Way. You, you know Milky Way, right? And sometimes we don't appreciate Milky Way. What happens when you don't appreciate Milky Way? It closes down, right? Ang sarap-sarap ng halo-halo, hindi kayo nag-order, tuloy, nagsara, ritas ang pumalit, di ba? Institusyon na yan, sinarapan natin, dapat sinuport natin ang Milky Way. Okay. Di ba, pagkatikin mo ng halo-halo, may Diyos talaga, may Diyos, di ba? It's so good, right? And that's just the restaurant, I'm not even talking about the galaxy. You talk about Milky Way, the galaxy, you know, you know there is a God. And if you could journey with me and look at the size of the earth compared to the sun, which is one of the stars in the universe, according to Pastor Christian. This is earth. This is the size of the sun. I look at this picture, and what comes to mind when I was researching? Ang problema ko. 
compared to a God who holds all things together. Colossians. In Him, all things hold together. He wasn't just talking about your life. He was talking about the universe. Not just talking about planet Earth. Somebody who's holding the stars and the sun, the galaxy, you know, who holds, makes sure the Earth rotates. Diba? Sino sa inyo dito bukas? Tomorrow? You're worried that there will be no 6 a.m.? No. You know that in an hour's time, it's going to be 12.45. Two hours from now, it's going to be 1.45. And then 2.45, 3.45. Why? Because the earth is what? Rotating. Who holds it? How does this happen? Where's the invisible thread? Is Superman trying to... who's, Who's doing this? Oh, maybe a great God. Because if the earth moves a little farther away from the sun, we'll all sing, let it go, let it go, we'll all be frozen. Right? You move it a little inch closer to the sun, we all burn. How could this happen? Who's doing this? Chemicals. Universe dust. Cosmic gas. Oh, Really? You're saying there is no intelligent designer. Everything that man invents is based on a design so that it could function properly. So to say there is no God doesn't really make a lot of sense. Even a grade schooler would say there is an intelligent designer. That's why they have to brainwash you in school that there is no God. Because it takes more explaining that there is no God than to say that there is an infinite being who created all things. How big? If the sun is a Mikasa ball, the official ball of our house, okay, or a spalding, earth is like a what? Look, a little dot compared to the sun. And we're just talking about earth and sun. Now, the sun has more brothers and cousins outside the Milky Way. The size of the sun compared to the other sun is what? So small. Arcturus, if you guys know, that's where Green Lantern almost got burned. Okay? That's where Superman died and fell. Okay? Pollux is where Iron Man went up and went... Joke lang. Ako... Walang Avengers. Okay. Hindi so, okay. okay. But because our mind is so fascinated with the grandness and the greatness of an intelligent designer, we're actually putting it in comics, in stories, in fairy tales. Why? Because we know somebody designed this. There is a great, for us, we call it God. For some, designer, okay, decorator, inventor. There is a God who holds all things together. And David says, not only do I praise Him because He's great, He says, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will pass this on to my kids and to my grandkids and to the kids of my grandkids. This is something that we'll talk about. This is something that we'll sing. And that's why it's a psalm. And that's why we're discussing it. It's been passed on. There is a great God. And in light of what I just said, don't you think it's proper to ask the question, 
What's your problem again? When faced with humongous problems according to our own standards, what do you do? Be like David. Extol. Praise God. God, you are far greater and far bigger than any of my what? Problems. If you can hold, imagine, what we're talking about is not just holding sun, and that's just Milky Way. There's 10 more galaxies that are as famous as Milky Way. That's farther that would take billion light years to go to. We have a Voyager 1 that has traveled thousands of years already. Hundreds of years. Okay? At a speed of light speed. Up until now, the Voyager 1 that was released, 1980 plus, I think, is still in Milky Way. Am I right? Okay. If not, just say Amen. Okay. That's how big Milky Way is. Okay, this God doesn't just hold the earth and the Jupiter and Mars and Pluto and Donald and Mickey and, and the sun. He's not only the God of the Milky Way, He's the God of another galaxy and another galaxy that I don't know the names anymore. I need to Wikipedia it. Okay, it's all these galaxies together. This is a great God. So what's our problem again? Why pray such a negative prayer if you know it is God who holds all things together? Why worry and lose your hair in sanity for something that is so small compared to the sovereignty and the power of God to hold all things together? If He is a great God, then act like He is a great God. As the church. That's why it's not strange for you to hear us pray, God, give us Santa Mesa. Lord, give us Makati. Lord, give us the Philippines. Why? It's a speck in the eyes of God. Give us the nation. Psalms 2, ask of me and I will give the nation as your inheritance. Why pray crazy prayers like that? Because God holds all things together. Remember the preaching, son, stand still. Siguro sa mata ni Lord, no? Mm. Because He's the God of the Milky Way. He's the God of all the universe. He's the master of the universe. He-Man. He's not a He-Man. He's God. What's your problem again? You know, one of the things that we usually encounter on a daily basis is the cockroach. I have a point here, okay? Sa bahay, takot lahat sa cockroach. Right? Bakit? Mga anak ko, takot na takot sa cockroach. Saan nila nakuha? Sa akin. Okay? Okay. Kahit takot ako, ako tagapatay ng cockroach sa bahay. Okay? Siyempre, dapat pakita ko, hindi ako takot. Akla'y ka man. Okay? Yeah. And we would always say, if the kids would get this, ah, cockroach, cockroach. Ako, I don't do that naman. Except if it's lying, ah! Right? But uh, imagine, what's the size of the cockroach? Philippine average size. Tatangka do nagche-cherryfer mga ibis dito. Right? Like this, right? Cockroach. Right? What's the size of my daughter? Like this. What's the size of daddy? You afraid of that? Look, daddy is and that's just my bicep. Right? And it's like how 
Sometimes the things in life that freaks us out and makes us depressed, that makes us lose our sleep, is the size of what? A bug. Compared to the size of our God. Lat ng problema natin, ipis problem in size. It's a bug size. Compared to the greatness of our God. We get impatient. We go ahead of God. You're trying to solve your EP's problem on your own way when there is a great God who can actually annihilate all your problems, all your pesty problems, because He's a great God. What's the solution? It's having a proper perspective of who God is. I need to know who my God is. Now, if, now that I know that my God is great, that's why the Lord says, why worry? Who among you, add can, who among you can add a single hour to your life by worrying? What does Jesus say? You worship a great God. Don't worry. Verse 5. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, on your wondrous works, I will what? Meditate. Why do people worry? Why do they have problems? Because they meditate on the small cockroach problem than the grandness and the greatness of God. David was saying, you meditate on God. Church, it's 2017. I hope you're reading the Bible already on a regular basis. Are you? Do you have a regular time of reading the Word? Because you need to meditate on the nature, the character, and the attributes of God. You don't read the Word, you'll never know God. So what will you meditate on? Your problems. That's why even the small problems become big problems. Because when you meditate on the small ones, it becomes what? Big. Rather than meditating on who God is and what God can do. And I meditate on His Word day and night. What happens? The problem actually doesn't shrink. God just exposes how small the problem is and how big He is. Because I meditate on the Word of God. Don't make a big deal out of a small thing. Because we know who's bigger, right? God. You make God a big deal in your life, then all your problems become smaller. Not saying it's easy, it becomes smaller. When God is there, when you know God is great, peace comes. Why? Because God is great. When things are out of hand, you know somebody holds all things together. And so, I am at rest. I don't work myself to death because I know there is a God whom when I, when I obey that I need to go on a rest once a week, it's God who will do the work. He's a God who never sleeps, a God who never slumbers. Imagine, our God is a hard-working God. But on the seventh day, He also what? Rested. Why? It's to show how great He is. I don't need seven days. Give me six. That's God. Israelites, imagine the song. Most of them, they refer to the time of the Israelites. I give you manna. Imagine, bread falling from heaven. Supernatural miracle. What did the Israelites do? Like the Chinese, they get more to sell, to store. What happened the next day? Spoiled. Why? God says, do not go out on Sabbath. Let me do the miracle. I'm a great God. But in our mind, no, I need to go out. I need to work harder. Because if I don't work hard, I don't rest. We always go ahead of God. What happens? Spoil. 
Yung mga love life nyo, inunahan nyo si Lord, ano nangyari? Tingnan mo yung katabi mo, yan yung nangyari, di ba? So, okay? Hindi. Joke lang, okay? God is good. There's grace, okay? Sa mga nagkamali, there's grace. Mahayos pa natin yan, okay? Kaya may marriage prep, okay? Oh, magkaka-couples retreat tayo this year. Our first ever couples retreat this year. Right? So, please watch out for that. August, we're having one. So, uh, Nikki, you only have how many months to go? No? Okay, so, to join us. Okay? God is good. God can do anything. Alright, so, uh, I will meditate. Do you meditate on the greatness of God? Or do you meditate on the greatness of your problem? Well, your problem is not as great as God. Verse 6, They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. Four weeks I've been preaching about this. You declare, you sing it. Why? This is important. It is the attribute of God. If there's a tradition I need to pass on, it's the attributes of God to my kids. God is good. God is generous. God is gracious. Now God is great. Let's sing this. Make up a song to sing this. Teach them how great is our God. Let them sing, How Great Thou Art. Let them memorize Psalms 145 and give them Jollibee if they memorize it. Why? This is important. Let's pass this on. Imagine, verse 11. Again, just the practice of we need to pass this on. We need to pass this on. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your what? Of your kingdom, which is another preaching. There's a kingdom that's going to come that are full of great men and women of God whose God is the God of the scripture. But he says, you pass this on. Tell it to other people. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all His words and kind in all His works. I skipped some of the verses. But imagine Psalms 145. We could go through this for three hours and, and it, I would lack time. Why? He chose God's greatness, another Stanza, it's God's graciousness. Another stanza, God's mercy. And so I just took the God's greatness in this song. But what is, what is it showing you? That there's no greatness without the goodness of God. For me to be great, I need to be good. I need to do good works. I need to learn how to serve. And God showed it in Psalm chapter 8, verse 3 to 4. He says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, what is the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, it's you who hold all, all the moon and the stars. He was talking about the greatness of God. And then he says, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you would care for them. In the greatness of God, David writes a song, Lord, you're so great. What is man? Who am I that you're mindful of me? If the earth is a speck, I am what? Speck. Okay? <laughs> Walang word na eh. No? Speculous. Okay, parang gano'n. Okay. Why are you mindful of me? Why say you know the numbers of the hair in my head? Why count it? Don't you have other things to do? Why are you mindful of me? 
Why, why do you want to know me? Why do you search me and know me? Why do you know my innermost thoughts? Why do you see the tears in my eyes? Lord, why? Because you can't achieve greatness without the goodness. And this is what God was showing. I, greatness and goodness, it goes hand in hand. Not so in the world. To be in the world, to be great in the world, you've got to what? It's a dog-eat-dog world. Survival. Kill the enemy. Destroy the competitor. To be successful. It's so anti what Jesus was teaching and what Scripture is teaching us. And this is what we want to present. Because if you look at the Old Testament, we can never be like God in terms of greatness. We were able to create something out of nothing. We can't even. We can invent, but we cannot create something out of nothing. Right? We can never be like God. Can we hold all things together? No, we're limited. We have two hands. When it comes to the greatness of God, we can never compare. That's why He is God. We can never compare to His goodness, His graciousness, and even His greatness. Why? Because He's God. But then God says, I want you to be like me. I want you to be great. And so He shows us in this verse that in His greatness, He's mindful of others. He serves. And if you jump to the New Testament, Jesus preached the same message of greatness. It's not the message you will hear today from outside speakers who don't know Christ when it comes to the topic of greatness. Here's what Jesus preached about. He says, Whoever desires to be great, become great among you shall be your what? Servant. He uses the word that nobody wants to be called. Servant. Servant. Verse 44. He says, And whoever wants to be first among you shall be the what? Slave. You know slaves, right? They don't get paid. You want to be first? You must be the slave of all. What's a slave? A slave just serves. A servant serves. You do not serve to be promoted to greatness. This is what the world will teach you. Okay? You serve so that you'll be great. You serve and Instagram yourself. You're going to give millions? Make sure the world knows that you're generous so that you will be promoted. And sometimes we hear that teaching. Oh, you want to be a leader? Then be a servant. Practice servant leadership. You lead like Jesus. Right? You go up the ladder as I serve and serve and serve. Ta-da! Big boss! Why? Because I serve. What's wrong with that teaching? It's the motive. I serve to get to a position of glory. Jesus was saying, that's why He uses servant and slave. No! You don't serve to be promoted to greatness. You serve because you're great. Great people serve. Period. And what if I don't get promoted? You don't need to be promoted. You're great. Servant leadership is not a style. It's the heart of leadership. 
Leaders serve. Period. You don't serve to become a leader. You are a leader. That's why you serve. Whether I get the credit, whether people applaud, doesn't matter. I serve. This is what our volunteers do. It's a thankless job. They're great in the eyes of God. They serve. Sacrifice time, effort. They pastor your kids. They help your kids in kids' church. They don't get thank you. They don't get ang pao today from the Chinese people. They just serve. Why? It's not in their mind. I'll serve in kids' church, kids' church. Tanan, pastor. No, no. There's no such thing. We don't think that way. Why? Because the heart of Jesus was greatness is serving. You're a slave. The highest honor of a slave is to be set free. Not position. That's why he uses the word servant and he uses the word slave. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What's the point? What's the point? And I'm just going to talk to great people here. right? Greatness is not attained by serving. Greatness is lived out through serving. Again, greatness is not attained by serving. I don't serve to become great. Greatness is lived out through serving. I'm already great in the eyes of the Lord. I don't care what people think. I don't care if they care. I don't care if I get notice. I'm serving. Why? I'm great in the eyes of the Lord. This is greatness. It's not what we do for Christ. It's what Christ did for us. In the book of Psalms, God stooped down to make me what? To make me great. Did I do anything? No, it's God who stooped down to make me great. And that's why if you tie up Old and New Testament in the teaching of greatness, it's not ascending to greatness, it's descending to greatness. It's service. One of the most powerful stories I heard before we jump off and tell you about our volunteer ministry was during one of the prayer breakfasts at the White House. Their guest, if you get invited as the guest speaker in the National Day of Prayer, okay, and bre- breakfast at the White House, you're the who's who. You're like the Randall Johnson and the Chingitan. Okay, you know you get great speakers there. One time they invited this old woman to go and speak at the White House. She comes up, destroyed all the communication secrets of effective communication. Needed a podium to stand up so that she could be seen. Spoke so slow that it could put you to sleep. And then went down. Everybody in that room, all the dignitaries, media, stood up, standing ovation to this old woman who destroyed all the secrets of great presenters. That woman was Mother Teresa. It was greatness personified. Not looking to the praises of men, but saying greatness is lived out through serving. She earned the respect, not because of her savviness or creativity, it was her service. She got the heart of God. 
Everybody in this room, we live in a very entitled world. Where the mindset is, I go to church so that they could serve me, so that I could get something, rather than say, I go to church because I am the church. Now, Lord, what should I do? What can I do? How can I serve? Because it's no longer about me. My Sunday, it's not my Sunday, it's your Sunday. Even your Monday and Tuesday, by the way, okay? And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But what I'm saying is, the heart is always, you know what? God has imparted greatness upon me. And greatness is only lived out through serving. This is leadership at its finest. And you won't hear the world talk about this. Serve. Volunteer. Help us out with so many things that we're doing here. When we say we're starting a youth service in Santa Mesa, six months from now, it could be a full-blown church that has the potential to attract thousands of students and thousands of families. It could actually overtake Victory Green Hills in just a few short years. But we need great people to serve. We don't want entitled people to go there. I'll go there out of convenience. It's near my house. Dan Green Hills. And then it's SM. So I can go to watch a movie after and eat. Right? And do my groceries. I do hope it's not out of convenience that you do it. Why? Service would take a lot of inconvenience. That's where greatness is tested. In the eyes of God, in the standard of God, it's lived out through serving. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.